Good evening. Um, we are learning a discourse. Now, we Mimer, we, we began last week. We didn't finish. Um, and I thought I would get a chance to complete it during the week, but I did not. So we will pick off, pick up where we left off. This was a, a fascinating discourse, really, really something special. Um, if you can say that about a mimer, they're all special. Um, Parshas Vayetze, last week's Parsha, we were talking about Yaakov putting stones around his head. And the stones, and then later those stones became one stone. And then that stone, Yaakov pours oil on the stone. So what really that stone was, we learned that that was, that was standing for the Beis Amigdash. Because the Beis Amigdash was a home for Hashem in stone. That made the Beis Amigdash actually unique from all the other, other buildings that they had in the Beis Amigdash before that, all the other buildings that they had for Hashem before, they were like mobile homes. They were made out of different uh, materials, but they weren't made out of stone. In the Beis Amigdash, we learned, is called Alamanucha Velanachla, it's the permanent residence of Hashem, and uh, it was made out of stone. And who was, who was the one who prepared it? Yaakov, because he, he slept on the place of the Beis Amigdash, and the next day he erected a stone. So he really was the one who built the Beis Amigdash. So the Zohar, in last week's parsha, the Zohar relates to this an interesting idea. That in regards to David Melech building the base, in regards to Yaakov Avinu setting up the stones to bring the base of Migdash down, the Medrash brings a Zohar, I'm saying the Zohar brings a something in regards to David Melech. That when David Melech um, built the base of Migdash, he was in, he was similar, you know, he said, Kuma Hashem, get up, God, Limenucha Secha to your, to your Menucha, to your resting. And the Medrash and the Zohar, compares that to Moshe Rabbeinu, who also says, Kuma Hashem. But Moshe Rabbeinu says, Kuma Hashem vayafutsu oivecha. Moshe Rabbeinu was engaged in battle. And David HaMelech says, God, come to your resting place. And that's the difference between, as he explains, between the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu built, the Jewish people, holiness was still at war with the Klippa. And holiness was still fighting with Klippa to destroy it. Um, however, by the days of David HaMelech, David the had already completed the, the battles against the Klippa. So when he was building the Beis Amigdash, there wasn't going to be any more, any, he wasn't really building it, he was preparing for Shlomo HaMelech who was going to build it, and Shlomo is called Shalom. Shalom means that he's, there's peace in his days, because there was no more conflict. The world was subdued to Kedusha. So that's why he says, Kuma Hashem, get up God, Lemnucha Secha. So he explains that there's in general two types of Beis Amigdashes. There is a Beis Amigdash that is a seat for God while God is doing battle. It's the king's entourage while the king is on the move, going from place to place, and why is he traveling from place to place to subdue his enemies? And then there is the king when he's on his, when he's on his station in his place. He asked the question, however, Shlomo Melech's days wasn't either a time of peace and tranquility, even though it was peace, or Shlomo, but it was still, you can't say there was no Klippa anymore in the world. You see that it, there's a lot of Klippa left over, enough that the Jewish people would still have to endure um, two destructions of two Beis Amigdashes and um, various different exiles. We still had, there was still Golas Bavel, the exile, the Babylonian exile, Golas Paras, the Persian exile, Golas Yavon, 
the Greek exile and Gaulus and this long, seemingly endless Edom exile. Gaulus Edom. So you have all this Gaulus, which means a whole lot of Klippistol to deal with. So what do we mean that Shlomo Melech is a time of Menucha? So he explained a very interesting idea that Menucha doesn't mean that there is no more enemy. It means, however, that you don't have to wrestle with your enemy. You don't have to fight your enemy. You have such a strong presence that your enemy is terrified to attack. And that was in the days of the first Beis Amikdash. When, when the Beis Amikdash was standing, there was such a presence of Kedush, of holiness, in such a forceful, holiness took such a powerful stand that all of, all of, the, of the unholy was subdued. And whatever potential, whatever potential, uh, whatever sparks of holiness that we could, that needed to be redeemed and brought back to to be absorbed in holiness, the mesamigdash served as a magnet. It was pulling. It was a powerful pull in which it pulled. That's why we we spoke last week in Shlomo Melech's days. The the um, the everybody flocked to Shlomo. He didn't have to go down to them to fight to wrestle his way through, but all all everybody came to him. So that's the idea that um, usually when we go and we have to rectify or elevate sparks of holiness, we have to go down into the territory of the klipa, and from there we have to wrestle with it. But in in the days of Shlomo Melech, kedusha was in its own space. And the and and the and the sparks and the nitzutzi kedusha were flowing to him. That's called menucha. In order for that to happen, the only way that can happen, it's called birur bederech shalom. You're doing a birur, a refinement in a manner of peace, not in a manner. It's not a bloody war. It's not a bloody birur. In order for this to happen, there has to be a dwelling of godliness that is super powerful. The dwelling has to be the same in, in, the, in the Kabbalistic terminology the Alter Rebbe uses. The Or Ein Saif, the infinite light that shines in Atzilus, in the world of emanation, which is the first of the four worlds, and which we know is a pure, completely godly world. That very same light has to shine in the world of Asiya, in the physical, in the physical material world. And that was during the Beis Amikdash, in which the same light that was shining in the Kodesh Kadashim of Atzilus, in Chachma of Atzilus, was radiating in the base in the in the base Amigdash down here below. When you have such a powerful light, then you don't have to battle with the klipa. Then klipa comes, then the sparks of holiness are drawn on their own. Anything less than that wouldn't do it. Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishkan was not the real deal. Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishkan received a ray of God's light, but not God Himself. That's why the way what it needed to do is it needed to combat evil. Shlomo Melech's Beis HaMikdash had the Abishter himself dwelling there. And that's why Shlomo Melech's Beis HaMikdash, and he says, oh, now, and, and, and that's why the Beis HaMikdash, and here's an interesting idea. Shlomo Melech's Beis HaMikdash was made out of stone precisely because it had God himself dwelling there. Because the higher something is, the lower it can come. So the other Batei Mikdash the Mishkan and all the other consequential Mishkanos, which are which were like us, semi a a, a semi Mishkan between a Mishkan and a bias like Shiloh, they were not made out of completely from stone, made out of Erez wood. Now wood we know is much higher than stone. The fact that God can reside in stone is a sign that we're dealing with the utter transcendental, that has no preferences, 
in terms of or no limitations of where it must dwell, it can dwell wherever it wants. And it can even dwell in stone. Shloshloim HaMelech brought down that revelation. That's called Menuch. Now when David HaMelech wanted to accomplish this, here is where the Zohar gets really, really... This is the Altar Rebbe gave an explanation. Please bear in mind this. It's a long discussion we discussed last week. We're not going... I said it very briefly today. And that is that idea. All the, all the dwelling of Hashem until Shlomo HaMelech's Pesach Migdash was only from the Chitzonius, from the external elements of the Divine. And because it's the external, two things. Number one, it required higher materials for it, more spiritual materials for it to reside in. Because it's limited, and therefore, it, because it's limited, it needs a proper vessel. It needs the right match, a proper vessel to be able to facilitate it. Number two, it's not strong enough for it to be able to overwhelm and to overpower all negativity on its own. It must go into the battlefield in order to neutralize the enemy. Um, Shlomo Melech's Beis Amigdash, that David Melech was preparing, was one in which he was able to draw forth God himself. And when he drew, drew, drew Hashem down himself into the Beis Amigdash, two things happened. Number one, there's no need to wrestle with the enemy. That's why it's called Menucha, rest because the, the enemies are terrified and the sparks of holiness, the nitzutzim that are there, are drawn b'derech memela, like converts are coming to flock on their own. You don't have to go into the debate, you don't have to go into an argument, you don't have to uh, persuade anybody. It was just so evident, it was so clear where light is coming from, where, where is that everybody came to the base of English on its own. Number two, the base of Migdash was made out of stone, meaning something lower, in order to uh, be a, a home for something higher. Okay. Now, David HaMelech was the one who laid the groundwork for the Beis HaMikdash. Now, here David HaMelech did something, and this is what the Mimer is talking about, really, really interesting. David HaMelech went and changed the mechanics of the Beis HaMikdash for a short period of time. What did David HaMelech do? The Pasuk says, in continuation to Kuma Hashem Lamnucha Secha, the Pasuk says, Koyhanecho Yil Bishut Tzedek, your Kohanim will dress themselves in righteousness, v'chasidecha yiranenu, and your Hasidim will sing, your pious ones will sing. So the Zohar asks a question. The Zohar says, what do you mean? Hasidim will sing? Of course Hasidim sing. That's who, who then is going to sing? The Mestagdim are going to sing? The Hasidim are going to sing? No, the question the Zohar asked is, Hasidim are mitzad chesed Hasidim come from I'm sorry, Kohanim come from Chesed. Leviim come from the side of Gevura. So Kohanim are called Kohanim are called Chasidecha. Um, Leviim are not called Chasidecha, they're called Leviim. Um, so the question is, who sings in the Beis HaMikdash? Whose job is it to play music and to sing? It's the Leviim. Leviim are the Meshorim. And David HaMelech says, that the Chasidim will sing, which means the Kohanim will sing. So the, so the Zohar says that David HaMelech actually did that. He appointed, instead of the Leviim to sing Shira, he appointed the Kohanim to sing Shira. And why did he do that? So the Zohar says, if you want to catch the king's attention, here is a marketing ploy. Change, do something abnormal. The normal order in the base of Migdash, the way Hashem set it up, is that Leviim sing. Kohanim do karbanais. Leviim are the ones who sing. 
But, Shlo, but David HaMelech went and he switched it. And the Zohar says something like this. He says, the Levim, we know what their job is. They are called the king's, the king's comedians. They are called the king's jastors. They're there to make the king happy. That's what their singing is. They're bring, to bring simcha and joy. And what David the Melech did, and the Zohar says like this. I'm going to read the Zohar just quickly. The Zohar says, Mikan or Lifna, from here we learn out. Demandem Izamen Lamalka, anybody that invites the king. If you're, if, you're, if you're inviting the king, you should switch Yeshanei Sidre. You should switch the order. What should you switch? If the king has simpletons that are his, his, uh, his clowns, his uh, buffoons, his, um, his jesters, he should appoint um, a batchen, he should appoint a, a jester that is of important ministers. If you don't do that, you're not going to get the king to laugh. You're not going to get the king to be joyous. Tochazi, and that's who did it. David Amelech. David Amelech changed the bedicha the malka, the ones that are causing the king joy, the comedians of the, of the court. He went and he changed them. Instead of a point, instead of having the levim do it, he had the kohanim do it. Why? So the Zohar says that Hashem says to David Amelech, "What are you doing?" What's going on over here? Who's singing? What's going on? And David HaMelech says, listen here, God. When you're in your home, you do it your way. When you're coming to my house, he says, you're going to do it my way. And the Ebrister said, David HaMelech, what a brilliant idea, the Ebrister says. He's like, agrees to David. And he says, not only that, he tells to David HaMelech, I will not use my vessels. I, I promise you, I will not use my vessels. I will use your vessels. Okay. So even though the Kahanam are not the style to do this, they did it. So, so the Alter Rebbe says, and the Zohar it implies, that this was a what we call a Hira'asha. This was a temporary change that was done at a one-time, this was a one-time um, old change, which was necessary only at that time. It was only at this unique time. In other words, let's go back, he says. During the entire time of Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishkan, the entire time of Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishkan, the jesters of a king were the Levim. After Shleim HaMelech built the Beis HaMikdash, and we had the first Beis HaMikdash, and we had the second Beis HaMikdash, the jesters of the king, the comedians of the palace, were the Levim. They're the ones who sing. They're the ones who make the God happy. It was only during that short period when David HaMelech is about, is about to invite God himself into the world for the first, for the one and only time in history, where God is going to make his permanent residence in this world, he needed to switch the comedians. He needed to switch the jesters of the palace. And he changed them to the Kehana. And that's what the Mimer is asking, why? What is the, what is the difference between the Levium um, singing and the Kohanim are singing. So we began last week to explain that Bechlal, the difference between the Kohanim and the Leviim are, both of them are trying to accomplish a similar thing. What are they trying to accomplish? 
There are, there are various different channels, spherot, attributes, through which Hashem runs His, his universe, through Hashem runs his, his creation. There is the attributes on the right side, the attributes, no, sorry, there's the spherot, the attributes. But the attributes exist on two levels. There is the attributes where the attributes are attributes, and then each one is defined and limited, and, and each one is in its own mode. And then there is the attributes when the attributes are filled with God's light himself, where Hashem himself descends and you, into the attributes. When Hashem descends into the attributes, he causes all the attributes to become unified as one. There's no more conflict, there's no more friction, there's no more um, 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 uh, um, uh, 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 um, what is this? What is the word with it? Fine. There's no conflict. There's no conflict. There's no opposition. They're, they're not. They're not opposites anymore because they melt into something bigger, and that's called the yichud, and that's called oisah shalom emroimah. That Hashem makes peace in the universe, and uh, that's what we want to do. The base of by the way, the Jewish people are called shulamis because we're here to make peace in the world. The only way peace can come in the world is when all of creation and all beings see the world by, by nature. We're in conflict with each other. Nations are different, are in conflict with other nations, religions with other religions. People, everybody's got different things, so there's always gonna be conflict. The only way that we will have a universe of peace is when the world is, is, is uh, unified with its source, and then if the world is unified with its source, so there is a bittle that comes into every being, and then you can tolerate your opposite. Because you're not so rigid in yourself because you're lost in something that's bigger than yourself. And that was the avoid in the Beis Amigdash is also called, uh, a, um, it's, the, it's the place of shalom, of peace. It brings peace to the world. Yi shalom b'chelech, let there be peace in your, in your, in your, in your city. Shalva ba'amanoisayach, let there be tranquility in your palace. So in order, to, in order that there should be peace and tranquility, right, so you have to be mamshich to orin soif. That was the Avoidah of the Kohanim, and that was the Avoidah of the Levian. The Avoidah of the Kohanim and the Levian and the Yisraelim, everybody, is to draw down God Himself into the Sphirot, into the attributes, and consequently into the world. However, why th but there are three different groups, Kohanim, Levian, Yisraelim, and that is because the manner in which we bring Hashem down into the Sphirot is different. In the right side, on the right side, being that there are three channels, there is the Kava Yamin, the right, the right, the spheres on the right side, there's the spheres of the left side, and there's the spheres of the middle. So the right side is Chesed, and really there's, there's three attributes on, the, on Chesed side. There is Chachma, there is Chesed, and there is Netzach. That's all on the right. Um, on the, and that corresponds in the human being, the right side of the brain is Chachma, the right arm, and the right leg. That's Chachma, Chesed, Netzach. And then you have the left side, you have Bina, which is the left side of the head, left, left side of the brain, the, right, the left arm, the left hand, and finally the left leg is Bina, Gvura, and Hod. Now the Levim are related to the left side. The Kohanim are related to the right side. Kohanim people. Now, the Avoid of the Kohanim, the Alter Rebbe, it says in this Mimer, consists of two things. In order to bring down the Orin Soif, in order to draw down the Ur and Soif into the side of Chesed, that Hashem should flow, because really Hashem is, 
Hashem Himself, as the says in Pasach Eliyahu, Lav Ihu Mikol Inun Midos Klal. Hashem is not of any of these Midos, of any of these attributes. For Hashem to imbue Himself and to channel Himself through the attributes, the Avodah required two things. Number one, it was an Avodah of their heart. The Kohanim had a Reusa Daliba, had a desire of their heart. They loved God. Kohanim was the worship of love. However, what kind of love did they love Hashem? They loved Hashem with a very comfortable kind of a love. A love, a calm love. It's a love of water. It's a love of flowing. You connect. You meditate on God's closeness to you. The Kohanim were able to sense Hashem's gifts and kindness and generosity and endless, endless goodness that He shares with us all the time and that He's so benevolent and so kind and so giving. So when you meditate on that, you feel, you feel the presence of God. You love Him. And that's how Kohanim felt. And when they had that, that's how they prayed. And that was their Avoida. And when they did that, they're causing Hashem to flow like water into the, into the chesed mode as they're flowing through the attributes. But he said that wasn't enough. In order to really stimulate the Orin Saif, the Orin Saif, as we said before, that is Saif Kul Saif, that is in the very end, is above and transcendent from the creation, you needed the Avoida of Karbanais. So he explained, and I'm not going to get into this, we spoke so many times, that karbonos, the animals, really come from a place higher than the human source. That's why we are, we are nourished by eating animal or eating vegetable, is because even though in the world as we know it, as we manifest, the human being is the highest form of life, he's an intelligent life, and the animal is lacking that intelligence, so the animal is far inferior to the human being, yet the human being is higher than the animal. Because the human being is rooted, because the, 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 the human being comes from what, what's called the Olam HaTikun, the world of Tikkun, where Hashem already diminished his energy, he, he diminished his light. However, the animal comes from a world of Tayu, a world of chaos, in which in which the world of chaos, um, the, the lights were very intense. The, the, the energy was very intense, the vessels couldn't handle it, and that's why they shattered and they broke. That's where the animals come from. And, but, but the human being, when, he, when, he, when a human being eats food, you eat an animal, and you absorb that food inside your body, what you're doing is you're taking a spark, a, 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 a shards, debris, debris from that shattered world. You're absorbing it, but then once you absorb it into the world of Tikkun, which is the human being, then, the, then that energy rises back up to its source, and its source is higher than the human, and from there it brings down added light. So therefore, he says, that was the avodah of karbanos. The avodah of karbanos is you're lifting the animal up to its shoresh in toyu, and when you ra raise your an the animal up to the shoresh in toyu, it channels extra, more intense light into the world of tikkun. The world of tikkun means the world of the attributes. So. So during, so through these two things that the Kohanim served, again, what were the two things? Number one, they shot up these, these sparks back to their source. Through that, they were able to, they were elevating these sparks back to their source. They were able to like cause the, they were able to touch the intense light. But how do they draw it down? That was through their love and through their attachment to Hashem. Kemayim aponim el aponim. When you love someone, like you show a certain when you're showing love to someone, that causes the other to love you back. So when they had this, in, this deep love to Hashem, they caused Hashem to descend. But really what brought the intense light was when they were, they were, they were sort of feeding godliness. 
they were putting, lifting those sparks back up to their source and thereby intensifying the flow. That's the Avod of Kahanim. The Leviim, they're on the other side. The, so the, the Kahanim is primarily the Avod is Hamshacha, drawing down. That was the Avod of Kahanim. Mostly to draw down. Because they are related to the world of Chesed. And on the right side, there is a Chesed means the Mashpia is very open to the Makabal. The Mashpia is very giving. So it's not hard to, put, to, to channel on the right side because the channel, the right side by its very nature is very, it's like you go to a very kind person and you're asking for a favor. It's easy because the person is kind. They're very giving. Try to go to a very miserly person and a very stingy person and a very person who's very locked up into themselves and try to get a favor from them is very difficult and very hard because they're much more closed, right? They're closed. And that's the difference between the two sides. Chesed, it's easy to get Amshachan, but that was the Kahanim. They served from the side of Chesed and kept the flow going. The Levites on the other side are on the other side. They're on the left side, which is the side of fire, opposite of water. They also served God with love, but their love was a whole different kind of a love. The love of the Levites, of the Levim, was flaming love, like shooting flames. His slavos, they were fire. Why? Because what the Levim contemplated, see, the left side, is the side of contraction. So when the Levium are, being that they're on the left side, when the Levium are meditating on God, they're not meditating on God's imminence, on Hashem's closeness, and Hashem's goodness and kindness that He's sharing with the creation, because they don't see that on the right side, on the left side. What they are seeing is how Hashem is higher, and higher, and private, and unknown, and secluded, and as much as we know he is higher and higher and higher, they meditate on the transcendence of the Ein Sof. Not on the givingness of the Ein Sof. Not on the, on, the, on the flow of the divine. But quite on the contrary, on the secrecy of the divine. On the mystery of the divine. That's what they meditate on. Because that's on the left. On the left you don't have much revelation. So, there's, so their exercise is an exercise of Bina. They're contemplating the unknown. What does that cause? That causes a thirst and a longing and an unquenchable pining where their souls are expiring their souls are they're fire they're fire very intense now the myla on the left side is like that kind of a love is a much more intense is a far it's a far more intense love than the love on the right side love is a calm love because the thing that you're loving is accessible on the left side, what you're loving is not accessible. It's like the difference between a love between a, 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 a two friends that are together and they're always close to each other and the love that there is more in a marriage. One is, more, one is a fiery love because you're dealing with a, with a species that is so different than you and so inaccessible, so far, so, so different and that causes that intenseness of it as opposed to the... The, when you know someone who you have the camaraderie, what do you call it? Com, yeah, someone who is like, just, I mean, you're, you're just connecting because you're so, so similar. In a friend, you're so similar to each other. In a, in a relationship between a man and a woman, between a husband and a wife, and this is, you're so different from each other. And you want to cross that, that barrier of that difference to enter into the other one's world, and that's the fire. That's the, the, the intensity of it. It's the distance. That's why a marriage in Jewish law requires constant closeness and distance. Closeness and distance. 
It needs the distance. Without the distance, there's no battery, there's no energy in the relationship. Because the relationship is all about a fire. That, that's, it's ish and isha, is ish. That, that's how they connect. It's not mayim and mayim. Father and son is mayim. Water and water. If, if, a, a man and woman is a fire. The same is also levium. They're on the left side. It's all about fire. So their love is more intense. And if we're going to measure the, their elevation, longing upward, they're shooting up much higher. Because they're, they're going into the Ein Sof as Hashem is deeper and deeper and deeper into Himself. The problem, however, is on that side, is ultimately we don't want... I mean, if the Levium would just follow their nature, what would happen on the left side is that their souls would depart their body. And everything would just... In other words, creation would be undone. Everything, all energy would go out of its vessels because the energy senses its, its source and the energy goes away from the vessel. That's not God's intention. So even the left side, chas v'shalem, is not allowed to be a complete departure. The left side is not about departure. What is it about? The right side is about presence, flow, giving, entering into vessels. The left side, apipashtis, is the light exiting the vessel. Arois, out. Breaking free from the body. Breaking free from anything constraining. Leaping, surging, pulling away from where you are. But ultimately, that's not the kavana. The kavana is that the ebishter should come down and be present in the world, even on the left side. So the left side is also, there is also, in other words, when the Levium, let me, when the Levium are longing for the divine, when they're thirsting for it, they have some revelation. Even on the left side there is revelation. But, it's, but being that it's the left side, which in general is a side where God is being much more, where, God, where Hashem is being private and not. So even when there's revelation, it's very minimal revelation. They have just a little tiny, a little, little tiny something, a little ray. Not like the right side. The right side is powerful revelation. The left side is a little, because most, because generally, the left is behelem, behistalkos, removed. So that's why here is where the Levium have a special avodah. They need to counter the histalkos of the left side. They need to counter God's nature, so to speak, on the left side to be removed and to be transcendent and to be private. How do they do that? They need to have a few lachayims. And that's what they do on the left side. They pour wine. The Levium, their Avedah was wine. Even though the Kahana, the Kayim poured the wine, but it was while the Levium were singing. Two things the Levium did. They sang and they pour wine. And that they two go together. Because when you say a lachayim, and then you say another L'chaim, what do you do? You start singing. And what does singing do? What does singing and what does L'chaim do? It, 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 if the nature of Gevura is to lock, to lock things up, to close, that's, that's what Gevura is. Gevura is things returning into themselves, being more contracted in. So when a person is very, very in a state of intense Gevura, there's no emotion going on in them because all the emotions get absorbed in their essence, so there's no feeling, there's no, everything is in, everything is absorbed in the inside. What happens when you drink? What does it do? It loosens up the tzimtzum. It loosens the gevurais. Wine is mamtik the gevurais. That's what mamtik the gevurais is. If you have a tense muscle, that's really what's happening. The muscles of the souls are contracting inward. 
So then you say you're not you're not in a state of feeling. Why? Because sometimes a person is because the because because the emotions are so deep. They're so deep. They're so they're so they're so absorbed in their essence that they're not felt on the outside. So sometimes people think that if you're not you, you don't have emotions and you don't really feel things, that means I'm not a deep person. I'm not a no. Quite in the country, it could be because you're a very deep person. Your emotions are too deep. They're too secluded. They're too contracted in the inner inner human being. And a people, people who feel very easily might not have, and, and everything, they're always, it's like the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. Everything like an extrovert is so open, they talk about their emotions. Some people are always talking about their emotions and their feelings. And then you say, wow, they're a person with feelings. And a person who's like an introvert and, 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 and not talking about their feelings, you say they're a cold person, there is no emotion, there's no feeling. Well, it's not necessarily true. It's, it could be that the emotions over here are much, much richer, and much, but because they're so, Deep, they're so inward. So I'm saying they're so inward, they can't they can't talk about it because it's too deep, it's too rich, it's too much. So it remains within. It remains in a contraction, in a contracted state. So what do you do when you drink wine? What does it do? It loosens a person up. It loosens those muscles up and allow, so to speak, for the emotion. What? Wine is gavura, but because wine is gavura, it is. But wine, what what it does is it's. Because Gevura can only be nimtak in its own source. So we use the wine itself, which by the way comes from Gevura, but what does it do? It's mamtik, the, the, it's chesed sheb And what it does is, it sweetens the, the, the judgments of the Gevura to allow for more giluy on the left side. What does that mean in the avoid of the Levium? When the Levium sang, and what was the singing? The singing was mainly... Two things. They expressed yearning in their singing. But if they would only be yearning in their singing, then the nature of that energy would be just upward. Because that's what the yearning is. Upward. Back into source. Back to the source. Right? The, the energy is rising. It's closing up. It's clamping shut. So, but when the Levian suddenly, when a song became an intense yearning, what happens to in a real good Hasidic Shanigan? When the song reaches an intense moment of yearning, then it suddenly gets freilach. The nigan turns to a happiness. What's the happiness? The happiness is the relaxing of the muscles, the relaxing of the... So instead of the contraction, you have expansion. Giloi, revelation. Anybody ever was in a, in a, by a good chassidish of a brengen, when they sing the Alter Rebbe's nigan. It's a nigan of four bavis. And it takes you deep, 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 deep into your soul. Higher and higher. And the high, the high stanzas, like unbelievable. Deep, deep, deep. It calms down. And then you break into the middle of Rebbe's Nigen, Nezher Ritzach If you ever see that by a Fabrengen, and it's a good Fabrengen, and suddenly everybody's on their feet, and everybody's dancing. You couldn't, if you would start with that Nigen, you would never have such an intense dance. Never such simcha, such explosive joy. It's because you first have the, 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 the meditative song, the deep Nigen, that took you deep, deep, deep into your inner world. And then from there, you burst out in simcha and joy, and if there's any blockages in the heart, any arteries that are clogged, any arteries of the soul that are clogged, boom! This knocks, this dissolves the clot and anything that was there and suddenly the blood is pumping and the flow of life is like in its full f- power, its full ferociousness and you're ready like burst out from any, from any tzimtzum that you're in. That's the Levium. The Levium had that song that was... And what did they do? They caused... A hamtakas ha on the left side. 
And that's why they are called B'dicha Damalka. They are called the jesters of the king. On the left side, it's needed more than the right side because in the right side, by its very nature, is more revelation, more gilu. So it's, you don't need so much a bedicha. You don't need a batchen over there. On the left side is where you need the bat, the batchanim, because in the left side you need giloy. And the giloy will come only as a result of the avoid of the levim, beshira ubeyayin. That's what he explains. Now he says, so then he says, that's always, that's the style in the base of Mingdash all the time. Like this, you keep the flow happening both on the right and on the left. And there's balance in the world, balance in the universe. However, when David Amelech needed to build the Beis Amigdosh, when David Amelech wanted to build the, the first base, the, the, the Beis Amigdosh, and he wanted to bring God down permanently into the world, he, 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 he what, what he was, what he basically said earlier, it means to bring Hashem Himself down. Here, Hashem Himself is very hidden. Very hidden. It's called stima the cold steam and hidden from all hidden. So as much as the Levium are touching upon some hidden element of the divine and trying to reveal it, that which the Levium are trying to reveal in their in their in their singing all the time is a hidden is a is a private element within God, a private aspect of the divine. But it's not the attempt to reveal Hashem Himself, which is hidden from all hidden. In order to reveal that, you need a very, very powerful batchen. You need a very powerful jester to be able to take the king from the hidden, where he's hidden, shebe hidden, the most private, innermost of the king, and reveal that. David HaMelech was at that junction in history. He needs to bring God down into the world. Hashem should reveal himself. To the creation, not divine attributes, not godly, godly manifestations, but God Himself. In order to accomplish this, He's going to use the Kahanim to, to sing. And when the Kahanim are going to sing, they are going to sweeten the judgments, but not the judgments of Bina, they are going to sweeten the judgments of Chachma. Because even though Chachma on the right hand, on the right side, doesn't really have much clamping. Chachma is all about expansion and revelation. But he's going to explain that there is Gevurais in Chachma as well. It's called Gevurais to Abba. Gevurais in Chachma as well. It's a different type of Gevurais, as we're going to soon see. And you need, to, you need to loosen those muscles as well. And when you loosen that, you get powerful revelation. Because on the side of Chesed, more, it's naturally there's more revelation. But there is some constriction over there too. When you can broaden those constrictions and open up open up the side of chesed completely, you're going to get a powerful revelation. So the Kahanim are going to sing. But what's very, very beautiful is that the Rebbe is going to explain how the song of Kahanim is different than the song of Leviim. And this, I think, I think what the Alter Rebbe was saying over here was something much more than what the Mimer says. The Alter Rebbe says that when Kahanim sing, you'll, you'll see the, what, what I mean by that in a moment. When the Kahanim are singing, they sang without words. When the Levium sang, they sing. The Levium sings Mirois. The Kerhanim sing Achsidushinigim. That's the difference. Kerhanim sing words, wordless songs. Levium are still, are, still, are still living in a world of words. So when they're singing. So if you know, if you go to the Yakasha world, you go to the, 
this. Every thing you sing Baruch Kalelian, you sing Yom Zemachubad, Yoy Namatzah Bomenoyach. It's all Zemiros. You take out a, a book, you see. But Hasidim, the minig was, no, you're not singing Zemiros, you're not singing words. You sing a nigan. What's a nigan? A nigan without words is the way Hasidecha Yeraneno. That's what Hasidim sing. It fits with the words. That's the, that's, that's the Kerhanim. It's the avoid of Kerhanim that Itzham Takis Agvuris is with the nigan without words. And that was necessary to bring the Eberster down. And I guess before the third base Amigdash, in which we're going to have the ultimate Hamshacha from the Eberster, you had to have 250 years of Hasidic Nigina to draw that down uh, and to put the Hasidim as Yiraneinu, as those who will be bat, bat, b, b, uh So if you realize that you're a buffoon, as if you know you're a Hasidish buffoon, like Rabbi Meir Abbasari used to call himself the Rebbe's buffoon, the Rebbe's jester. That's how he always saw himself. So, um, um, that's what Hasidim uh, are. Okay, let's learn inside over here where we were holding over here. Now, th- again, this is all a brief synopsis from what we learned last week in three hours. And now we continue inside. I try to bring everybody up, not bad, in 40 minutes to where what we learned for three hours last week. Um, let- let's learn over here. Hold on one second. Oh, here it is. I'm going to show you where it is. Um, I'm going to go back one piece, even though I'm holding. I'm holding on. We're holding on page Kuf Chavhei. You look through the the the, the mimer. You know it starts, and you go through a couple, nice couple of pages. We have another two pages left. Page Kuf Chavhei. And we're holding by, and we're going to start by Vizek, Klolis, Kavana, Samaimer. And this is the Klolis, the general statement. Hashta Dafka, Dafka now, the Zaman Leila Naicha. When he was inviting the, to rest, Shani, he changed Bedicha the Malka. The Zoyar Sange, he changed the Batchanim of the Melech, Melevim Lekehanim. He changed them from Gilvim to the Kahana. Like it says, And your Hasidim will sing. Even though the Levim are the Meshayrim. They're the ones who sing for all future generations. That's the mitzvah that is the way it is for, for, all, for all generations. Just in this temporary time of Van, that he has established and set up a place for resting, for Hashem to permanently rest. Like it says, Get up, God, to your permanent dwelling. The intention on the building of Shloima Melech, he said, and your Hasidim will sing. Why did he need to do that? Because it was necessary for the building of Shloma Melech, which was bringing God down all the way into stones. And there, the Hamshacha, the flow, had to be from a very, very high place, from a very deep place, like we said earlier. 
דהיינו מבחינת העצמוס דאוירין סויף, from the very essence of the אוירין סויף, וידוע it is known שבשביל המשך שהוא יוסר גבויה, it is known whenever you're going to draw forth something that's from a higher, a higher place, ויוסר אל יוין and something that is more exalted, צורך שתהי בכנס הלאה שם, so you need to be, you need to elevate to that place, גם כן ממדרגה יוסר גבויה, you also have to come, as if you want to elevate to a, if you want to be ממשך from a higher place, so you need the halal, that which you're sending up, to also have a, a very high source, to be able to go up to that high place and stimulate over there. Ki ruach, I see ruach, because the, the spirit from below draws the spirit from above. Hu lefi erech, and there's always lefi erech, which means they, they have to be commensurate with each other. Va'alkein, therefore, ha'kam shebchenaz gilo yahelem b'mishkan. Even though the, the revelation of that which was concealed in the Mishkan, was through the Leviim, as we said earlier, in which we explained the words that the, uh, the Levi, what is the Levi doing? What's the avoid of the Levi? Who? Who means that which is concealed? Because on something that's revealed, you say, Atta. So in almost like you can say like this, the Kehanim's stoke, reveal, they, 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 they stimulate the part of Hashem that's called Atta, that is, that, is, that is more present, that you can say you to. Leviim are working in the side where Hashem, on that, in that aspect of the divine, that is, you say who, it's a mystery, I don't know, it's called Alma Discasia, the concealed, where Hashem is hidden, that's called who. And, and from there they were Megala, and from there they're Megala, the hell and the concealment. From the reason we mentioned earlier, but over here, over here, we were not just drawing forth a specific element of the Ebeshter, but we're coming to call forth what we call, what we refer to as steam of the cold steam and the hidden of all hidden, the Ebeshter himself. So you have to draw him down. Who's going to pull him down? Those that are higher than the Levim, and that's the Kehanim. That's why the Zohar says, if, you, if, the, if the clowns were simple people, the, the Zohar uses the words, if the batchanim, if the jesters are hedyoitim, hedyoitim means a regular, you should appoint batchanim, the bedicha parshdachi. Parshdachi means get the minister to be the, put the, bean, the minister up to do some comedy. Have someone who has a higher source. Kikav hayemin, and now in general he says, the right side is higher than the left side. Kikava Yamin, Chachma, Chesed, and Netzach. That's the right side. Chachma, Chesed, and Netzach. Who Yoiser Gevoya is higher, Mikava Smarl, from the left side. Bina, Gevura, and Hoid, Bega. Kiyadu, as it is known. How do you know that the right side is higher than the left side? Chachma, which is on the right side, is called Ayin. And Bina is called Yesh. Chachma and Bina is a yichud, the Zohar says, of Ayin and Yesh. What is, now in, in, in Hasidus we know the higher something is, the more nothing it is. Because the more something is a something, what does something mean? Something means it's, it's already limited. It's this and not that. When something is still Ayin, meaning it doesn't have yet definitions. So Chachma is still a state that's touching the Ein Sof that's called Ayin, nothingness. But Bina is already fixed. It's like an idea. The first initial flash of an idea is still a flash. And when you put it into your Bina, what does Bina do? Bina already defines it. 
But when you define it, it's already limited. When you still have that flash, it can go in all directions. It's like when you're learning a piece of Gemara, you're learning a new Svara. This Svara, you can, you, can, you, you can take the Svara in all different kinds of ways as long as it's still in that first initial stage. Once you formulate it in your mind and you start teaching it or learning it in a certain way, then you're kind of stuck with it in that. In that. That's how I understand it. It's, it's limited. It's already fixed. So Bina is when things get fixed already. So if, 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 if Chachma is called Ayin and Bina is called Yash, that tells you that Chachma is on a much higher level than Bina is, which means that the right side is higher than the left side. Um, and the Kahanema from Chachma, as we said earlier, that's why he switched the king's comedians. When the Kahanema are going to be the king's jesters, and they're going to do what is usually the service of the Levites. They are going to be Mamshech. A, 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 a deeper concealment. The Dai is enough to those who understand. But we still have to understand the main idea. What is this that the Kahanim, the root is in Chachma? And how is it possible that they should switch their service? How can Kahanim, whose very character and very chemistry of their soul is not the singing? Their avoid is in meditation and in love. Beru'usa deliba, in the silence. Kahanim's avoid was very meditative and very silent. The Leviyam made noise. The Leviyam sang. They were the, they were the noisy bunch in the Beis HaMikdash. And the Kahanim were the... Kenal shavoyde sal kahanim eina elama maila lamata. The Kahanim are all about channeling. And the Leviyam are all about evoking. The avoyde sal Leviyam umata lamaila. To evoke, to climb the ladder, to thirst, to long, to be... So how can Kahanim switch? Vigam, eich bekahanim inyanam How can Kahanim sweeten? Jo- What's the whole idea of singing? We said earlier is to loosen the 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 the, 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 the stiff muscles on the left side. You want to loosen it, the contraction. And I, but I, the Kahanim are not. There's no contraction on the right side. The stiffness is on the left side. So how, how, what are the Kahanim going to do? They're on the Chesed side. They're not, a, they're not on the side where the Gevuris are. So how can they sweeten the judgments if there's no Gevuris on their side? Kenis as we said earlier. However, the idea is, This will be understood by first prefacing, This is what it says, a Kabbalistic idea in Eitzchayim. Through this, that Chachma and Bina have a Yichud, that means when Chachma is Mashpiyat Tabina, what happens? Nasa, what happens is, it, it occurs, Mipchenaz Gevuris Ta'aba, from the Gevura of Chachma, becomes Chasadim Ema, becomes the kindness of Ema, the kindness of the mother, the kindness of Bina. In other words, you have Bina, which generally is a world of Gevura, and Bina gets very stiff, rigid. Chachma is a world that's very lucid, free, and open. However, in Chachma, there is a, an element of Gevura as well. In Bina, there is a potential for Chesatu. Bina, even though it's mainly Gevuradig, everything in Kedusha is Vizkalawas. Everything is integrated. So Chachma, even though it's Chesed, it has Gevura. And Bina, even though it has Gevura, has 
So what happens is like this. When Chachme and Bina have a union, what happens is the Gevura from Chachma connects to the Chesed of Bina. In general, we know two opposites. How can two opposites come together? How can there be a Yichud between the two opposites? So it happens in a man and a woman. So how, does, how does it attach? How does it get connected? So in the woman, there is a, there is a, male, a masculine side. In the man, there is a feminine side. And the masculine of the woman and the feminine of the man connect. So that's how there can be a connection. That's the way it works. In every Indian. There's always the way the Escalalus works is that if, if each one is just what they are, there's no point of connection. But when there is the one that's in the... Right? So that's the way that it is in, in, in Chachma and Bina as well. The Gevura of Chachma meets up with the Chesed of, 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 of Ema. And that's how they make Now what happens is like this. The Gevura of Chachma actually stimulates the Chesed of... In other words, before Chachma comes along and... By the way, this is all... It sounds Kabbalistic for now. In a few minutes, it's all going to be psychological. You'll hear. It, it, it this all makes... I mean, this, all this is, 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 is understandable. It's the Ema the, the, the side, the Gevur, the, 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 the side, Bina can't activate her chasadim on her own. Even though she has the potential of chasadim, she could activate it, but she can't really activate it intensely. The real chesed element of, 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 the, of, of the woman, of Bina, is activated from, from, her, from her husband. In general, we know men are chesed and women are gevura. And when the, but through the yichud of, of the man and the woman, it brings a hamtakas agvuris, it sweetens the, the judgments of the woman, and it makes, it brings out the chesed. It's called chasadim de'ema. But from which part of chachma does that happen? Not from the chesed of chachma. The chesed of chachma would, cannot transmit chesed into, into bina. It's only the gevura part of chachma that brings the chesed out in the ema. How does that work? So he's going to explain. We've already explained earlier. Page Kuf Chavav. Take the whole thing and turn the whole thing. Don't turn over the page. The whole booklet. Kuf Chavav. That the Ratzai on the top of page Kuf Chavav. When there is this Ratzai, when there is this yearning and longing with fire Remember we said, what creates the fire? When you do a contemplation, you contemplate in the distance that there is between us and Hashem. How Hashem is so beyond. Higher and higher and even higher. This is the idea. We say, when do we, when do we exercise our Bina? Shema, Shema is Bina. Shema Yisro, Shema Mizah. Here, here is Bina. Chachm is vision, and hearing, and hearing is, is Bina. So we say Shema Yisro, it means meditate, contemplate, understand how the Ebishter is beyond. What does that cause? What does that cause? V'ahavtas Hashem alokecho b'chol nafshecho. After the Yisboininus of the first Pasuk in Shema, but we know 
That that's not the desirable state. Hashem does not want us to stay with the frustration that we're in a body. And that we should be all day angry that we were born. And we should feel trapped by our body and feel like all we want to do is run away from it. That's not the kavanah. The kavanah is, when we recognize how pathetic it is to be in a body, and how ridiculous insane it is for a soul that's godly to find itself down here, it's really, when we sense that, then we have to ask the question, but I am here, why am I here? It must be I have a divine mission. It must be there is a purpose to my being here. And what's the purpose? The purpose is that through me I can bring light into the world. So when Hashem is stuck in this body, it's not stuck. The body is my channel through which I make contact in the, with the world. And I, can, and I can inspire and I can bring light. So I need my body. If I'm not in the body, I'm not in the world. And the only way I can bring godliness in a dark place. So that's called... Shuv, after the Ratzai. Ratzai is the excitement, the racing. The Sefi Yitzir, it says, in Ratz Lipcha, if your heart is racing, you're ready to like break out of the body. Shuv, return, relax, go back. But how do you go back? So there's two going backs. One going back is the way the Levium do it. How did the Levium do it? They sing. And, they, and the, what does a singing do? Singing is longing, but then joy. Longing, joy, back and forth. That creates the Nigan. And that creates some revelation. Remember we said, as they sing, they're bringing simcha to Hashem as well. Simcha is causing Hashem to open up. There's more revelation. And when they see, those they're longing for some light, they get a little bit light. And when they get a little bit light, it calms them down. But then in turn, it fires them up even more. There's more revelation, calms them down. So that's the, that's the, that's the constant fluctuation that's happening. That's the way the Levium retract. But that retraction of simcha, of joy, is not the ultimate retraction. The ultimate retraction is the way the Kohanim retract. What's the retraction of the Kohanim? Is Limud Torah. Because if I'm yearning for godly light, I'm yearning, I'm yearning, and I want transcendence, and then I realize I can't have transcendence. I can't. Then I'm going to die. I'm not going to be in my body anymore. It's not what the Abishta wants. So then I, succumb, I surrender myself to what the Abishta wants, for me to be down there. But, but I don't want to depart. I don't want to depart from Hashem. And the answer is you don't have to depart from Hashem. You can have Hashem while you're in the body. By doing what? By learning His Torah. Because He is one with His Torah. But when you're learning Torah, you're not, in, you're not in a out of your body and out of the world, quite in the country. You're bringing Hashem into the world. Because you and Hashem are discussing the matters of this world. So God is there. And not only that, the words you're saying are not even your words. Your mom is serving as a channel where Hashem is flowing through you. So Limud Torah after davening is the ultimate shuv, the ultimate return. Now from the Maimer is mashma that this kind of a shuv is called, is called chasadim de'ema. It's the chesed of the mother. Because Why is it called the chasadim of ema? The hisboinen is, what, what's, what's causing you to learn? If you would have never had your hisboinenos, your contemplation, if you never would have meditated how Hashem is untouchable and unreachable and unknowable, you wouldn't have no reason why to learn Torah. It's only after you have the Yisboininus. What happens the first thing when you have the Yisboininus? What kicks in first? The first thing that kicks in is Gevurais Te'ema. What's Gevurais Te'ema? The, the longing of Bina. It wants to break out from its Kalim, the fire of Bina. But then, what do you have? Chasadim Te'ema. What's chasadim de'ema? 
that the mother, Bina, causes you chesed. It causes, it causes the light to flow down. And what's that? That's Limud HaTorah, he's going to explain now. But he's going to explain that main change. When you're in a, when you're in a fiery, fleary state, and about to leave the body, um, it's very hard to transition into, into chasadim de'ema, from gevuras de'ema. It doesn't work. You need gevura ista'aba. What a gevura ista'aba is going to explain. He'll explain what means gevura ista'aba in a moment. Okay? And we'll see in a second. It's the gevuras of Abba, the gevuras of Chachma, that bring the chasadim of Ema, cause you to learn Torah. And what is that? We'll see in a minute. The hina you do it is known, the yeish, p'chinas ratzai or p'chinas shuv. There is ratzai and there is shuv. Kamaimer ha-seifi yetzirah, stated in ha-seifi yetzirah, and ratz libcha, if your heart is racing, shuv return. Pidish achresh Allah ratz libcha, after your heart is racing. Bitshuka with the longing, lotzeis migidre p'chinas ha-kelem, you want to escape the gedarim. Gedarim means the fences of the vessel. Shebemoichai, that's of your own heart. You feel like your brain is literally bursting. You feel that the brain is holding you back. Your physical brain is mamish, claustrophobic. Your brain is not getting it. It's, you feel like there's something there, but your mind can't get it. The liba in your heart, definitely. You can't hold it. Like it says, Kola she'edi lovavi. My heart is, is, is I'm, go, I'm expiring from my heart. Afterwards, you return. Why should you return? You want that. Why should you, why should you retrace your steps? Why should you go back down? You're longing for life. If I'm longing for life, how do you just give up on life? You can't just give up on life. In Isaiah, do this is known. There's no, you can't have a shuv after. If you're really experiencing longing, a ratzai, the only thing that can satiate and can cause you to turn around is limud For who? And that is, When you're going to speak the word of God, which is halacha, as it says, and my words, that I have placed in your mouth, this is mamish, my words. When you're learning Torah, you're not saying your words. The orin soif, the infinite light that you're so longing for, is now inside of you. It's speaking through you. And he is dwelling in your mouth. And you don't need to do anything else. You should only be the vessel, your God's microphone, to be heard in this world. Through your mouth, he is coming through. To this, to this speech, I have placed my words in your mouth. And it is known similar to the way the Mishnayis, when the Yosef studied Mishnayis, suddenly at a certain point, he heard the Mishnah speaking in his mouth. And the Mishnah was saying, I am the Mishnah that's speaking through you. Suddenly it wasn't him talking. I'm the Mishnah, that I'm speaking through you. He lost all sense of self in that speech. And that's the ultimate learning. He's mevatel himself completely in the Ratzai. When he had his Ratzai, he got so frustrated with ego, with self, with self-awareness, that he, that he stripped it completely off. Now he's bottle. And now what is he doing? He's not there anymore. So the voice that's coming now is not him. He's no more a partition. He's no more a separator. To block the godly light. 
Usually every existence and every being by our very beingness is, 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 a, 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 is a blockage on God because God is really everything. Hashem is everywhere. What's blocking? Our sense of being. But when you, when you go through this process of rotzing and shuv, you lose that. And then, the word of God, that's Allah. And the Mishnah speaking in his mouth. And he's only a keli to the word of God. as it is known. And that's the main shuv. See, he spoke about shuv before that comes from a nigin that calms you down. But that's not the main shuv. The main shuv is limud after davening. But here's the question. What really can cause a person to make, when, when you're at the heat of the moment, and that's really what's happening over here, you're having a ratzah, your nesham is sensing the sweetness of God, and really you're at a point where you're ready to experience ultimate ecstasy, and ultimate bliss. All you need to do is to unhook the one or two little snags that are still holding you to the body. And just put a little this, and suddenly, So why is it, how's a person gonna how's a person gonna fight that? How are you gonna how are you gonna transition to go back down into the claustrophobic body? What does it? So what he does it is it's the fear. Suddenly you're gripped by the terror of where you're standing. You're terrified. The awe is so powerful and so strong that it that it freezes you in your tracks. See, we have over here fire. Fire is hot, but the fear is the fan, it's the coolant that cools the engine and cools the fire down. It stuns you when you suddenly realize where you're standing. It's like a person is standing in front of the king. You take a step back because of the dread. Someone who's busy loves this king. He learned about, he studied about the king, and he finally comes to the palace to see his beloved king. He loved. And, he, and, he, and he's running, and he's like pushing and pushing his way to see the king. And he wants to run over, and in a sense, he wants to just grab the king. But as he suddenly realizes where he is, he's terrified, and he, and he freezes, and he, he steps back, because he's scared. The, the fear of the melech suddenly overtakes him. So, completely. And that can break. Here's what happens. You see, you, 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 like, like we always speak about, like, something to break the fall. Here you need the opposite. Here you need something to break the flight, the flying. You need something to stop it. Something powerful and strong. And once you stop it, then you can catch your moichen again and say, well, this is not what the Ebrister wants. He wants me down to do my work in this world, not to run away. So, this is the real bitl. Vuhu marshal, and here's the Alter Rebbe's brilliant marshal, lahavin pchines gevura is to Abba. That's called gevura of Abba. What does he mean? It's gevura. The gevura. Remember we said before that chachma has gevura. What's the gevura of chachma? Gevura of chachma is chachma. What's the chachma and bina? Bina is bina is contemplation. In bina is not experience. Bina is contemplation. You're meditating God's greatness. But you're not experiencing God, God's greatness. You're meditating in your mind how great the Abishter is. So it's like a person who's outside of the palace thinking about how the king is so magnificent and great and wonderful. Chachma, however, is experience. Because what's Chachma? Chachma is 
Actually, remember we spoke earlier, Bina is, is hearing and Chachma is seeing. When you hear about, when you hear about something, it's descriptions. You're not there. When you see it, it's experience. It's, it's mamish, it's real. It stuns you. So in Chachma, that's what happens. When you have an experience of Chachma, and you, it's not just Bina contemplation, you move into the Chachma experience, where you're suddenly in front of the Melech, not contemplating the Melech, but you're in front of the Melech. Now Chachma is a side of Chesed. It's revelation, revelation. But in the Keli, in the recipient, the king is revealed. That's the whole idea. On the right side, the king is revealed, but that's the problem. Because the king is so revealed, what does it do to the, to the recipient? Suddenly you clamp shut. You get terrified. You close. You contract. So there's a contraction coming from the Giloi. See the difference? In Bina, in Bina the, the contraction is more like things. the meditation is pulling you out. Stalkus. So the contraction is things going back into themselves. Over here, it's the opposite. Because there is intense giloi, the recipient gets, suddenly gets, 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 hides, runs away from the light. He's afraid to approach it. So there is a gavura that happens. But what does that gavura do? That gavura enables you to catch your mind and realize that I shouldn't be doing this. This is forbidden. This is, the place that you're standing is Admas Kodesh, is holy ground. I can't just run around here because I'm enjoying it. This is not a place, not a playground. You're in the Holy of Holies now. So you better get your act together and do what, do what the Abishter wants. Once you have that stunning revelation, then what do you do? Then you're able to, to refocus or reorient yourself to go learn Torah. Because that's what God wants. So that's what it means from Gvura Ista'aba comes chasadim de ema. What's the chasadim of the ema? Is before we said the isboinus, the contemplation. What did it do? It created gevurais de ema. It created the burning heart, the desire, the excitement, the passion, the fervor that was taking you out. The gevuris of bina, which is that fire. Now, how are you going to calm down the gevurais of ema and get chasadim de ema? Chasadim de ema is that from the contemplation should come Torah study. You need to integrate, you need to have a chachma flash. You need to not just contemplate the king, you need to see the king. And when you see the king, it's going to throw you back. It's going to evoke the gevurais of Abba, and the gevurais and Abba are going to now stimulate the chesed of Ema, which means the flow, the flow of godliness downward through the words of Torah as it's going to flow down. And that's the idea of how the mitok works. Okay? as he says, uh, um, hear this, the light of Abba, and we are what? How do you have ma? Ma means what? You, have no, you lose yourself completely. What did we say on the right side? The right side is a side of revelation, a side of closeness. But because there's so much revelation on the right side, what happens to those that are on the right? They don't feel themselves. They become battle. Ma, they're in a state of koyach ma, the power of ma. It's like vision. It's like when, a lot of times when, 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 when you see something, what happens? You, you ever see someone transfixed by something that they're looking at? And they don't, they don't even know that they... You have to tap them on their shoulders and suddenly like, oh, they like, 
Because they, they got so lost in something that they're looking at that they forgot that they're there. They're not there anymore. They're lost in whatever they're, they're looking at. In a painting, in a beautiful sunset, something magnificent where they're totally out. You don't get that by hearing. You get that in the... That's why it says in the Medrash. Moshe was the most humble of all people. Humble doesn't mean that. Those are people humble. That's not humble. Humble means naturally he was, he was beingless. It was without Metzius. He didn't feel himself. He wasn't, he wasn't. Why? Because, so the Gemara says, Where would we think that he was humbler than the Malachim? Tamad Laima, so the sages say, no, Mikala Adam. He was humbler than all human beings. But not more than the angels. Angels are more humble than Moshe. What does that mean? Not from the Malachim. So, but, but the Rebbe is going to say something very interesting. Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama was far more battle than the Malachim. Because Moshe is a neshama. And Malachim are Malachim. And how can you compare a Malach to a neshama? It's nothing. A Malach is nothing compared to a soul. Malachim have a chaymer. Malachim have a chumriyas. Malachim have inherently a body. There's no such a thing as a soul of an, of an angel without a body. They, they have bodies. They have very fine bodies, but they have bodies. Nishamas, before they come in a body, have no body. It's pure divinity, pure godly. So Moshe Rabbeinu's Nishama is far more bottle than any malach. Far more. But Moshe Rabbeinu's Nishama comes into a coarse body, comes into a body, a physical body. And that malachim don't have. And therefore, when Moshe is in a body, then even though he's the most humblest of human beings, because he's the closest to Hashem possible, more than anybody else, but his bittel is less than the Malach. Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, when his neshama leaves his body, and it's up there, for sure is mine. So what he's saying. The Malachim don't have a physical choymer. And therefore, when you don't have such a choymer, the less chumrius you have, corporality you have, emchenas aria. So they can see much more. Mikarev, they can see, they can see getlachkeit, they see godliness yoiser. Alkein, the more you see, the more battle you are. Alkein b'chenes bitulam yoiser. Their bitul is deeper. Amiti, it's a deeper bitul, it's more, it's truer. Achem eshtach mamish. The malachim live in perpetual bowing down. Perpetual bitul. K'moshekasev etzva ha'shamayim l'cham eshtach Their entire life, they're in a bowed state. Souls are not. Even the neshama of a tzaddik like Moshe. While he was in a body. So Metzad's body, he did not reach the same bitl like the Malach. Metzad is neshama, yeah, but Metzad's body not. The Malachim have more bitl, more humble than him. The Afapisha Bemoisha Namar Adam Mikola Adam is on of a very person. The Kol's there, why was he so was so on a mipnebchenasaria? Moisha Vayar Rashis Loy, it says about Moisha. Moisha sees. Moisha had vision. He sees the Abishter everywhere. When you see God, you can't feel yourself. Shu Makarev, Al came is as Bossi Basanova, which are saying that Malachim see more because they're not in they're not in a body. But what happens? When you see, what does it do? 
it throws you back. And you stand in a very, very big shiflus and a great lowliness. The im came benishmas Moishem etzad atzmai, but Moishes neshama on its own, as it is divested from a body. Shuupchenas mashe bechachma, which is the ma of chachma itself. Kamoshekasa venachnu ma, we are what? Shuupchenas aria she bechachma, which is the vision of chachma. Kamoshekasa vayar reishes loy that he can see. Zeh Moishe that's Moishe. Bevadai pchenas anava shaloy definitely his anava gedoyla mahakoyl is higher than everybody. Kikala oimid yosem mikarov whoever stands closer. He's going to have more true bittle. This is the idea. The gevurais of chachma. Pidish. Gevura comes from the left side. But it's the left that's in the right. What does that mean? That there is, in other words, in chachma, which is all about, see, what, let's understand something. Chachma is all about the right side is all about chesed. What's chesed? Chesed is the mashpia and the makabal are touching. They're close. Kindness, attraction, connection. But precisely because of the closeness, as you're getting close, it causes the contraction. So the gevurais of Abba are coming from Abba. Because it's such gilui, that's why there is, there is a... Now that gevurais, which doesn't allow the... The, 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 the Makabal to go all the way, which we want, which is good. Because if the Makabal would go all the way, what would happen? He would get lost in the Mashpia and the worlds would cease to exist. Ultimately, everything would just get sucked up back into its source. In order that that shouldn't happen, the Abishtim made it that what? That the Gavuris of Abba kick in. And what do they do? They cause the, the retraction of the fear, the anava, the humility, the pulling back, which keeps us in existence which in turn allows a person to study Torah after prayer. Um, as he says, Sheyesh bo'er Abba, the and it is known, the bechina smoil, what does the left side do? Doiche, it pushes away. The right side brings close, the left side pushes. So even on the right side, which is all about closeness, you have an union of left, which keeps somewhat of a distance, not to allow the total fusion of the two. Through the of from close, that itself will evoke the left side of Chachma, the Gevurais of Abba. Where he will say to himself, the person will say to himself, Who am I and what am I to stand in such a holy place? Who do I think I am to tread in such a place? In a great lowliness. The more ria you have of chachma, the more you push yourself, the more unworthy you feel, as we said before, so we begin the next chapter, so from these gevurais of chachma, which translate into the next exercise, What's the next, what happens after you have that, Retraction. You say, what should I do? I can't come close because I'm terrified. But I want God. I have no other way but to facilitate Hashem in my kalim and in my vessels by me just being a channel for Him through Lima Dater. And that's the chesed of Ema. That's already gilui. The ikar hatam, the main reason why does the smile push with great humility? 
until you tracked backwards, and you're standing at a distance. What's the reason? Interesting. By Chachma it says, by Moshe it says, it says, it says, it says, and his sister stood at a distance. Sister is Chachma. As it says, it says, Say to Chachma, you're my sister. For whatever reason, why Chachma is called sister. So it says by Miriam that she stood at a distance. Because Chachma brings you to Smoil Doiche, to Richuk. Because of the closeness, the stunning revelation causes a retraction. What did Shloim HaMelech say? I thought I will achieve Chachma. And it is distant from me. Chachma causes distance. It's, it's an oxymoron. Because of Chachma being so close, for that very reason, it causes closer to the essence of the Ein Soif. As it is known, the Ein Eslapshas Oirin Soif Elobachachma. Where does the Oirin Soif dwell in Chachma? A Bina doesn't have such a close revelation. In Bina, you're, you're, you're sitting and you're contemplating God. And God is a gazillion of miles away, but you're contemplating Him. In Chachma, He's right there. So what happens? It causes you to retract. Al it is distant from me. The left pushes. You become far. From the distance, Hashem appears to me. And since so, once you step back and you stand in the distance, so then it becomes the opposite. You suddenly you have this change of mind. That's what we said earlier. It breaks the flight. Like this, you're soaring upward and who knows, you might get sucked up in the light. So what causes the breaking of it and the retraction back down? In which you will speak the word of God, which is halacha. As we said earlier, which is chasadim of the mother. The Al-Tareb is here inviting us into his world. This, this, the Alter Rebbe f- experienced this every day. Every day he went through these emotions and these experiences and these. Uh, right? Get a peek. What, what's the world of a tzaddik? And here we understand. Shepchenes gevura is the Abba Davka. Davka the gevura is of Abba of Chachma. Shaamid Merachik that he stood from a distance. Keniskalel as we said before. Who shenasa mezeh bchenes chasadim de Ema. This is what causes the chasadim of Ema. Bchenes ham shachis or oirois. What is chasadim of Eimah? The or gets nimshach b'ribui hakelim mikelim shoinim in many many vessels. Ki do as it is known, the vessels of words of Torah v'dailamev. V'im kolzei yuvan gam kan. So now we'll understand this is gavaldig b'in yenamaimer. Now we'll understand the switching of the kings, of the kings batchanim, of the kings, um, the kings jokers, the kings. Um, uh, uh, jesters, the kings, um, comedians. He changed the Levites and he switched them to the Kahanim. 
they come from the Netzach of Chachma. Remember we said last week that there is a Kohen Gadol, he's in Chachma. A, a regular Kohen, a Kohen, Sagan Kohen Gadol, assistant Kohen Gadol, he's in Chesed. And a regular Kohen is a Netzach. They're, they're in the Kavan Yamin. Regular Kohen is... But we said that when they do Birches Kohanim, even a regular Kohen goes up into Abba. And from there he draws the Brachah, into Chachma. Into the Netzach of Chachma. And from there is where we draw the Brachah. So that Sharsham, their true Shirish is Netzach the Abba. We said earlier. But we said now that Chachma also has an ability to contract. It has a Gavura element too. What did we say? When you get close, you pull back. So Chachma also has muscles that can stiffen up. That's, that's the left side of Chachma. That's in the hood of Chachma. And from there is where comes the, 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 the left side pushes back. And now Lamed Merachik to stand at a distance. Like from a distance Hashem appears to me. We said before. Now, here's the problem. Those contractions of Chachma also need sweetening. Because sometimes if the muscles get too contracted, which means when a person gets too afraid to come, and Hashem says, come. And they say, well, they don't want to come. So that can get too, 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 much, too much. So you need to come, and then there has to be a measure of, 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 of trepidation and fear, but you can't overdo that. Because the, 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 the macabre, it's like the person comes to see the king, and he sees the king, and he gets so scared, and he runs out of the palace, and he never comes back. What's the point? That's not what the king wants. The king wants you to be a servant, to hang around, right? to be there. So you have to have that balance and not the chas v'sholem get too, too cold, too icy from this. So you need to sweeten the gevurei savab. Okay, so um, as he says, every gevurei siyash inyan amtaka. Gam lepchen is gevurei sta'aba. Gevurei sta'aba also need a, a, relax, a relaxant to relax those muscles. This was the avoid of the Kerhanim. At that time, when they needed to bring the God down into the permanently in the Beis Hamikdash, they needed to relax those contracting elements of Chachma, so that Chachma should have the guts to go all the way in and draw the essence of God down without the fear. In other words, it shouldn't be that. Which is always keeping some form of a contraction, some corner of a tightness, and keeping the creation separated from the ultimately from the Creator. You needed to allow a totally opening and allowing Him to come all the way in. So that's why the Kohanim had to sing only during that time to relax those Gvuris of Abba. Only at one time. So we put the Kohanim to sing Nigunim, not, not Zmirais, not words, just plain song. To enable So there should be a gilui into many vessels. And what was this relaxant? This hamtaka, this sweetening? It was similar to the service of the Levites. They sang a nigun v'shir alayayin. They sang a shir with unwine, in order, there should be a giloy from the concealment. 
שבדרך זה דווקא יהיה גילוי מן העולם. This will cause the גילוי, the ניגין will cause the גילוי again, the revelation. אך בחינת גילוי אורשע ידי שיר הכהנים, but the revealed light that's going to come through the singing of the כהנים, הויה מבחינת ההלם היוסר עליון. It's from a higher, deeper place. Since they're being mamshech the Oren Sof, that's an Abba, not the Oren Sof, that's in Bina. The Oren Sof, that's in Abba, is much higher and much deeper than the Oren Sof, that's in Bina. Where is the gili of the Oren Sof in Chacham? What, what, what does it mean, this Hamtaka? What does it mean, the sweetening of the judgments? It should not be in a manner where the smoil is pushing away. In other words, the, the fear to get close. Imagine Mashiach is going to come. And Mashiach is standing. And you say, Wolf, go up there and get Kershul Bracha from Mashiach. I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm hiding as far as I can run. I'm running. Imagine, just think about it right now. Tonight Mashiach comes. And then you got to go up there. I'm not going anywhere. So how, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Uh, but you wait, we wait for him to come. And when he comes, we're finally terrified to walk in front of him. So what happens? So, so, um, we should step up. We should look. We should be willing to look at the king. Eye to eye, nira ata, you are appearing. As we said earlier, up there it becomes relaxing that you should want to come close, but once, uh, and then it becomes later a sweetening of, all the questions are answered. How can the kahanim sweeten the judgments? Why would they switch? At that time, King David needed this. David Amelech needed this. To draw down the Oyrin Soif, as he is. If you want God as God is, it's only in Chachman, not in Bina. Your Chasidim will sing. To bring it from the concealed to the revealed. And to sweeten the judgments of the father of Chachmok. However, he says, now he's going to describe that idea how the Nigan itself is different. The quality of the Nigan of the Kahanim is from the song of the Levium, but at that time. Their Nigunim were, they were only with sound. Without words, it was a chassidish nigan. It was just song without dibur, without words. It wasn't piyutim. It wasn't zemirais. Uh, when the levim were singing the songs, they would sing, as it says, every day the song that the Levites would sing. It says what they sang. They sang Ladavid, this one, they sang that one. As it is known, that your Hasidim will sing with the sounds of Nigunim, without any Mizmar of Tehillim. 
I think this is the only mimer I know of where the mimer explains the Indian of a nigan. And dafka nigan, the reason, by Moshe it also says, Moshe is a man of Chachma. By Moshe too, wasn't a man of speech. Kvat peh, he couldn't, words, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't live in the world of words. Moshe lived in the world of Nigunim. Sounds. Moshe sang, Moshe couldn't speak. Where he was above the world. It says, God will answer him Bakol in his voice. It is known the Alter Rebbe once came to Minsk, and he came into the shul, and he was going to have a big, a big debate, and everybody came with their questions, and they were going to stunt the Alter Rebbe with their big Yulamdish questions, and the Alter Rebbe got up, and he didn't, and, he, and instead of giving, they were expecting for him to give a piece of Torah, like it was going to be like, whoa, a brilliant piece, and then they would debate and argue, and the Alter Rebbe got up and started singing in Egypt. And as the Alter Rebbe sang the Negan, every single one was answered the question that they had. All the questions that they had suddenly, suddenly was like, whoa, 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 everything they understood. Because the Alter Rebbe through his Negan was Megala Chachma, Orin Soif, that's in Chachma through the Negan. And he was Mamtik the Gvuris of Abba. And when you have a Hamshacha of Chachma, then the questions are only in the world of words, in the world of the being, you're not getting it. But when you see, when you see it, you see it. There's no, there's no question. That's that. So the Alter Rebbe said, "By Moshe Rabbeinu, it's also Yanenu Bekoil Amar Azal Bekoil Shal Moshe." Her Indian Hayegam came Bekoil. It was Koil Nigan Pashut, a simple Nigan Mebilti Dibur without speech, Bitzerufei Oisius, and combinations of of letters Klal. Vezau Bekoil Shal Moshe, and the voice of Moshe below Dibur without speech. Vatam Lecholze, and the reason for all of this. In a Yuvan, this will be understood by Agdem Klalecha, the first prefacing one rule. Shepchinas Pnimi is a Chachmu who Lamailam Abchinas Adibur. The innermost of Chachma doesn't have any words. We all know that when you have an, a, a first flash of a concept, there's no words yet. The words start when you start filtering it in Bina, that's when you start hearing words. In Chachma, or even if there is words in Chachma, it's very brief. But this that you have words in Chachma, even brief words, is only in the Chitzonius of Chachma. The Pneumius of Chachma doesn't have any words at all. It can be by Moshe, like by Moshe, the Meshum Shahoyim Ebchinas Ma'asheh B'Chachma. Since Moshe Rabbeinu was the Ma' of Chachma, Kanal Alkein Hoya Kvat Peh. Moshe had difficulty speaking. Because what's words? Words is coming into vessels. And when the light is so intense, you can't put it into vessels. So the word is just, it's just, it's like a nigan. Kemoi, kliadibur, which are the keli of zibur. Kemoi shekasa makamacha. Ma'ashen kipchinas bina. In bina, the light is already far more diminished. The light of bina, you're able to put into, into words. Shehu kvar pchinas hasaga b'machshava. It's already hasaga, grasping in thought. Hu ba dafke lepchinas tarufei oisiyos. This comes dafke in letters. Gam bedibur in speech. Mother Bina is the source of words. Even though Tanya says that that Chachma creates the words, it's a source of it, but not words itself are not in Chachma. And for this reason, so also the Nigin that there is when you're in the world of Chachma to sweeten the contractions of Chachma. Which is that Ratzay Veshuv that we said before, Kenis we mentioned earlier. That's why it's sweetening the judgments. To bring the 
the hidden to revealed canal, as we said earlier. If you're doing a mitukagvurois, if you're sweetening the judgments when you're in the world of Bina, or you're doing it in the world of Chachma. In the world of Bina, you do it through a nigan with words. When you're in the world of Chachma, you do it with a nigan without words. The nigun that is mamtik, that sweetens the judgments of Abba, is higher than combinations of letters of speech. The idea of the nigun, interesting, the Alter Rebbe says over here, it's, it's two things. He says, first of all, the nigun is primarily in your machshava. It's, it's, a, it's a meditative song. It's a song, it's not even in sound. It's, it's pure in the mind. You're singing in your head. And he says, if you are using your vocal cords, the nigun, it's, it's without oisios. It's interesting, in Ramosha, the Alter Rebbe's son's version, this is the Mittler Rebbe's version of the Alter Rebbe's Maimah. When Ramosha ben Admar and the Alter Rebbe's son has the other version, he doesn't even speak of the nigun, a, a nigun with vo, a, a heard nigun. By him, he speaks only of the nigun in Machshava. It's not even, doesn't even mention the idea of, of a nigun without words. Uh, yeah, the idea of the nigan is only like a person is thinking the nigan in his thoughts. He's intending the nuances, the movements of the song. Where is the nigan? And even if he is singing with a voice. It's not with sounds and movements are nigin bovad. So it's all within that idea of kavana. This is similar to when a chacham has a very deep inner understanding of something. He can't explain in a words. How does he explain it? He explains it in the movements of his hands or in the, the, the signs. Rak beremez, as the sages say, It is enough for a wise man with giving a sign. Cannot contract itself in speech. Like Moshe was difficult in speech. So was the idea of the nigan when the kahanim were singing, when David said, Kuma secha, get up, God, to your resting. And your chasidim will sing. With sounds built, without letters of speech. The song of the Levi, there was a specific song that they sang. Because their source is only in Bina Kaniskaliel, like we said earlier. And sweetening their judgments. They needed to sweeten the contractions of Ema, of the mother, of Bina, Kanal Barichas, like we said earlier. Their she was in speech. The root of the letters of speech are from the contemplation, are from Hasaga Hamur Geshes, is when you're grasping something in your left side of your brain. The left side of your brain is thinks in words. 
The light side of your brain doesn't think in words. The right side of your brain thinks in images. It sees pictures. The left side of your brain has everything measured in... in, in it's higher than the combination. Anybody that wants to, anybody that wants to have an incredible scientific explanation of Chachma and Bina should should watch a should watch a um, TED uh, a TED thing of a woman who was a neurologist who had a stroke. And she's describing her own stroke. She was observing her own stroke. It's called a stroke of a stroke of a stroke of insight. That's what it's called. A stroke of insight. Unbelievable. And you, whatever you learn in Hasidus about the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain, she describes in her in her it's it's really something to watch. It's and Mamish what we're learning over here about the Chachma and the Bina. Because her left side of her brain shut down. And she couldn't feel anymore how she's, where her body begins and where her body ends. She felt one with the total, with the area, with the space, because there is no, nothing, she was part of this whole wave of energy. She's not, because that's the way Chachma sees everything. There's no boundaries. She got the stroke and she was realizing, and she realized she lost all sense of letters and words and, and that, but she was experiencing everything and everything was so unified and everything was so delicious and everything but but she couldn't make a phone call, and she couldn't call, and uh, to let, it, like, it's amazing how she was, as she, because she was a neurologist, she was able to like, realize what's happening, and study her own stroke, from her own, from her own thing, about the right side, and the left side of the brain, awesome stuff, and that's the Chachma and the Bina, that we're learning about over here, after all of this, we will understand the specifics, of the words of the Maimer, if it is the style of the king that he is, that he is, um, what's it called again? Chadenle, um, that he is, um, no, that he is entertained by, by the jesters, the simpletons. You should put in front of him ministering jesters uh, of the ministers, important members. The simple jesters are the Levim. Mishum the Sharsham Abina. Abina is called Hedyot. Keneskaliel. The Rafinas Hanamasarim. Rafinas, these are the ministers. Chachma compared to Bina is a minister to a simple servant. Chachma is considered a minister to Bina. Now, how do you know? Now, how do we know that Chachma is a minister to Bina? Like Rabbi Gamliel says, Rabbi Gamliel said, I am like a king, I'm like a, I'm like a minister in front of the king. As opposed to the other one who is a servant. What was Rabbi Gamliel? Rabbi Gamliel is the Nasi. And we know that the Nasi, there's two leaders of the Jewish people, Nasi and Av Bezdin. The Jewish people were led in the time of the Mishnah by two leaders, the Nasi and the Hillel and Shammai, Shmai and Aftalian. One was the Nasi and one was the head of the Beisdin. Head of the Beisdin, that's Bina's side, the left side. Beisdin, judgment. Nasi is the side of Chachma. So being that he was the Nasi, he calls himself a Sar, a minister. It was in Chachma of Torah. It stated elsewhere. Why did David the Melech make this change? 
Because you're inviting the king. Yeshana of Dayu. Now you have to change. This is a marketing ploy. Begin You want to give joy to the king. You want to get God to be to, to respond. When the when the servant of the king is inviting the king to leave his palace and come down to his house. That's that's major, major business over here. It's not like you're asking the king to, to, you know, to, come, to come into the conference room and to speak to them. You're asking him to come to your home. David HaMelech was gutsy. He's asking God to come down and live with us in our mundane little nothing of a world. This is a very, very vast descent. You needed to create such joy above. That he should reveal himself outside of the nature of his exaltedness. And to such a powerful revelation, you have to have a shinoi, a change in the gestures of the king. They have to be from the chashavah, sarim, and matam. And as we said earlier, that's why David Melech says to God, when you're in your house, you do it the way you like it. David Melech said to Hashem. When you come into my house, let me set up the jesters how I want it. They should have been the Levim. He's inviting God to rest over here. They are more Even though they're usually not the singers, because on the, left, the right side, you don't need so much mituk sweetening, because there's usually more... There's, there's more flow on the right side. On the left side is where you need a lot of, a lot of uh, relaxants. But you don't need it on the right side because there, there's no stiffness. But yet, now at this time, it was a major hamshacha. You needed, you needed, you needed the kahana matkan. Piddish meaning, because you're inviting Hashem to rest. Like we said in the beginning of the Maimar, Kuma Hashem. Command the Omayakim Malka Lebe Naicha, the Mishkan, that they come down and rest permanently. Pidish Naicha Mavuila Mailam. We said earlier, what does it mean to rest? Ach Ikre Inyan Hu, Bechlao, what's the idea? She Gilui Oirin Saif Bechachma Dafka. That there should be Oirin Saif himself in Chachma. And that we want to come down. Vezer Shama Kuma Shemla Nuchasecha, Shaz Memela. Nimshach Pchenas Habitl Becholish Talshalas. This will cause Bittl in the entire pro. All worlds, the loy bederach mochama, without a war, like we said earlier, kaniskaliel. That's because he invited God to the resting. He built the house from stones, which is only the inanimate, like we spoke earlier. The it is known. The ruach mayim and afar, it is known that fire, wind, water, and earth, shehem, doimein tzamei achai medaber which correspond to the four forms of life. Yesh b'chol oilam v'oilam. It exists in every world. V'gam ba'atzilus, and also in atzilus. Yesh doimem tzameachai medaber. All four. U'pchenas ha'doimem da'atzilus, and the domain of the world of atzilus, nikra asiyah sheba'atzilus. It's called the asiyah of the world of atzilus. The medaber of atzilus is the atzilus of atzilus. The chai of atzilus is the bria of atzilus. And so now, asiyah. Now, 
in the world of Bria, what is considered in Bria a medaber, an intelligent being, compared to Atzilas, that's considered a rock. So we're like really stones. We think we're, we're wisdom, intelligence. Even the most highest intellectual of the world of Bria is lower than Malchus of Atzilas, and Malchus is stones, compared to the uh, intelligence of Atzilas. Because the Malchus of the higher world So the Doimim of the, of the higher world Becomes the Keser even higher than the Medaber Even higher than the Chachma What's, 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 what's Medaber? Medaber is Chachma It's higher than the Medaber of the next world And that's why it says Yaakov is taking He's explaining Remember this whole thing is to explain What Yaakov is taking the stones What Yaakov is taking Is he's taking the stones of Atzilus He's taking the Malchus of Atzilus The stone, the Asiya of Atzilus Which is Malchus See, the lowest level The Yosem And he's putting it Above his head Why? Because compared In In, in, in in relationship to the Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya, even the stones are a crown, are Keser, right? That's called Makoim. The stones are called Makoim. And so we have Avne because space begins in Malchus. Higher than Malchus, there isn't really space. So Makoim is in Malchus. So Avne HaMakoim, the stones of Malchus. This became his crown. Whatever, he's putting it behind his head because that's where the moichen split. As it is known, that even the light of God that's shining in Bria, which is so lofty and so high, is called in Atzilus, it's called only Afar. In other words, the, the sand of the earth, of the ground of Atzilus becomes the light and the crown and the source of illumination for Bria. Okay? Like it says, Mekimi, that Hashem sets up, may offer from earth, he creates dull. What's dull? The poor man. Dull is the three lower worlds. Bria, Yitzir, and Asir, they're dull. They have nothing. Where does Hashem establish the dull? May offer from earth. A new Pirushim, Mekimi, may offer dull. Pastors, you learn that he's picking up the dawah from the offer that's lower than him. It's another meaning. Offer is higher. It's the, it's, the, it's the floor of Atzilus is the roof for the next world. It's the kasser for the next world. Okay. Venikra offer Karka HaMishkan. That's called the earth that's in the, in the floor of the Mishkan. Vihine it is now. The Abba Yasid Brata. Now let's understand something. What he's trying to say is that Yaakov Avinu now who's taking the stones. Which stones is he taking? He's taking the levels of Malchus of Atzilus. They're the stones. That's the lowest level of Atzilus. And he's building a Beis Amigdash with them. Okay, hold it. Now, we said before that what, 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 when you, and for the Beis Amigdash, you want to be Mamshech the Orin Saif that's in Chachma. Mamshech that them. That's why the, the Orin Saif of Chachma goes dafke into Malchus. Because we know Abba, Yasid, Remember, he's explaining over here why is Adam, what he wants to explain is why is this great Beisamigdash that's going to facilitate the Oren Saif made Dafka out of stones. Because remember, we learned in the beginning of the Mimer, the higher something is, the lower it goes. Chachma 
dwells dafke in Abba Yosef Brata. Father creates the daughter. So Chachma comes dafke in the stones. That's why Yaakov is taking the stones of Atzilas and using them as as ultimately the dwelling for the Beis Hamikdash, the Orin Soif. Once he has the Orin Soif in the stones of Atzilas, he's able to then bring it down into the physical stones of the physical world, because stone stones. And since it's coming from Chachma, and the Orin Soif that's in Chachma, Atzilas and Asiya are equal. So this was really what Yaakov was doing. In, in, in actual, it takes two steps. You bring it from Chachma of the Orient Saif that's in Chachma into the stones of Atzilus. Then Vayikach Ma'avnei Amokoyim, he takes from the stones of that place and puts him in of above, which is above the head of Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya. And then what happens then, and then finally he can build a physical base of English down here made out of stones. But in order to be able to do this, you need something very powerful. So what Yaakov Avinu did now, David HaMelech was going to act it out in actuality. Yaakov made just a hachana preparation. And for that he needs to have the chasidim, v'chasidecha yeraneinu. That's why the Zohar talks about this on this pasuk, it's the same idea. In order to bring God into stones, you need v'chasidecha yeraneinu. Um, as he says, v'hu yediyot is known, the Abba Yasid Brata, that Abba creates the daughter Davka. Pidish Yasid hu shadibur yibibchines kviyas yesoid, v'loi bakroi biyaum, yeshu anikra menucha. We say Yasad meaning form. He brings Hashem down here permanently. Because God, the Oren Saif dwells in Chachma. And Ab is the foundation of the daughter. The letters. Okay. We said before two things. You can ask a simple question over here. He's learning over here that the that Abayasid Brata, that the Chachma creates the the the, the, the Oisiyos. Didn't we learn a whole thing before that Chachma is a world beyond Oisiyos? And Bina is the source of Oisiyos? So he answers it very briefly over here. Bina is the actual source of letters, but Chachma gives the stability in the letters. Chachma enables the, the constant dwelling of the oil in those letters. What that means is for another time. And therefore he changed. He took the kahanim and the chasidim that are more chashuv. Because they, they are, we spoke earlier, kahanim are rooted in chachma. He had to make the foundation of the Beis HaMikdash. Made out of stones. Because he is inviting God for permanent dwelling, he placed the Gehanim as the evokers. God answers him, I swear to you, I like what you did, Hashem says. You got me now. Um, even my own kalim, my own vessels I don't use, I'm going to come and I'm going to use your vessels. What does that mean? El b'man and the your vessels I'm going to use. Basically, what he says is, you are mamshich the oirin soif so powerfully that I'm not just going to unify myself with the vessels of Atzilus, which are considered my vessels. I'm going to enter into the vessels of Bria, Yetzirah, and Asiya. Basically, I'm going to enter into your stones. 
God that generally the Abishter is only Mesiached with the spheres of Atsilas, because they're one with him, they're Relikus. But the vessels of Bri Yatsir and Asiya, they're Nifrat, they're something separated. They're not Elikus. They're a Dover Bifnei they're an entity on their own. They're creations. As we know, even the spheres of Bri Yatsir and Asiya, he's going to explain in the Maim, and I'm just going to make an introduction. The Nish, the, 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 see, in, in Atsilus, the Oer is Elikus, the light, see, there's light in these vessels. In Atsilus, the light is divine, and the vessels are also divine. Because the keli is also a lakus. Because in Atsilus, there's nothing but a lakus. But in Bria, and in Yetzira, and in Asiya, the way it works is like this. The Oyer Haneshama, that's in the spheres, is divine. Because if it wouldn't be divine, then it couldn't create. The godliness that's in the spheres of Bria creates the Nevroim of Bria. If it's not divine, if it's a creation, a creation can't create anything. So it has to be divine. So to the Ur in Saif that's in Yetzira, in the Kalim of Yetzira, the, 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 the Ur that's in the, in the Kalim of Yetzira is also godly, or else it couldn't create the creations of Yetzira. So to the Ur, for example, that's in Malchus, the Malchus of Asiya, which is in the earth, the physical earth, there is the Malchus of Malchus of Asiya resides in the earth, and that too is godly, divine, because it's creating cucumbers. It's creating tomatoes. How is that happening? Yeshmiyayim. That's the Ebershtus Koach. That's where Ebershtus Koach is in the, is embedded in the earth. So the earth, so the, but it says like this, the vessels are not godly. More than that, the Ruach and the Nefesh that's in the vessels are also already creations. It's only the Neshama Chai Yechida, the Neshama and the Neshama Lineshama of Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya that is a Lukus. That is divine. And it says like this, the panemius of the, uh, that oil and neshama, what are they? It's the vessels of Atsilus that become the neshama of the next world. And the vessels of Atsilus are godly. The panemius of the vessels of Atsilus become the neshama of Olam Abriya. The middle of the vessels, the toich, the middle of the vessels of Atsilus, the middle become the nef, the chai neshama of Yitzira, and the Chitzoni Yasakelim, the most external part of the vessels of the Atzilus, become the Or Haneshama of the vessels, the light of soul of the vessels of Asiya, and that's the source, and that's and that's and that's the godliness of Asiya. But what do you see? But what do you see? But but here's the thing: the Kalim themselves are Nivrayim, are creations. They're not God. And the Abishta says, I'm going to dwell in them. Not only am I going to dwell in them, I'm going to dwell in something totally physical. Mamish begashmi, Hashem begashmi. That's what the Abishta answers, Dov the Melech, I swear to you that you accomplished it. I'm not going to come in my vessels, I'm going to come in your vessels. Let's see what he adds. What does it mean? Monim are the vessels to the lights. Upidish monim deli. The vessels of mine, the these are the kalim of Atsilas. They're called my vessels. Because Hashem with His emanations, with His lights, and Garmu, and His garments are one. And Atsilas, everything is divine. Kiedu as it is known. And its explanation of the matter is as follows. What's a keli, he says. What's a keli? Keli Yedua. He says, in Atsilas, really, you can't really have keli. He's going to explain that the kalim is not really a keli. The keli in Atsilas is also oyer. Why? Because what's keli? Keli means a contractor, a limiter. 
Because what does a keli do? It brings, it brings image, it brings um, tzir, it brings definition, it brings character to otherwise characterless light. But, it says like this, if the keli really, really limits it and gives it a certain character and a real limitation, then how can that be God? God is not limited. God is not limited. So if it's limited, then how can it be both the Abishter? So he explains like this. The Kalim are limiting the light, but it's not limiting the light because it's limited. It's limiting the light because if he can't limit the light, then he wouldn't be, then he wouldn't be limitless. In other words, Hashem has to be limitless. And therefore, as he being limitless, as part of his infinity and his, his omnipotence of being able to do everything, he also has to be able to limit. So therefore he limits. But then his limitation is not a, 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 a because he's limited, quite on the contrary, his, his, his limitation, that too is an expression of his infinity. Because the fact, because if he can't limit, that, that would be a chisar in his, in, in his ain't seifishkeit. In his limitlessness, if he can't be limited. So it comes out that the limitation is not a limitation. It's that too in his expression of his ain't. So it's part of his kol yochel. We're going to get soon to the work. Yeah. That too, we're almost done. That too is the coil, is part of the Abishter's kol yochel ishkait. Right? That what? That he can, that's the way. So therefore, the kalim are not really kalim. They're not really, lim, they're not really, they're the koyach agvul of the ain't sof. So they're two ain't sof. They're the power of gvul, power of limitation. Of the answer, as he explains, he explains. Ubira dvar mene ibchenas akeli yedu ashu ibchenas gvul v'tzumtzum lahagbilu l'tzumtzum esor to contract the light. Al derech mashu ibchenas akeli ba'adam like a keli in a person. K'moy klia moach like the keli of the brain lo'or koach haseichel. If you take the seichel out of the moach, you have a very expansive seichel. When you put it in the moach, it gives. Shamoyach magbul u'metzumtzum koyach ha'or sichli. The physical moach limits and contracts the or hasichli at rak It can only how much, and if a person is thinking through a physical brain, it has limitation. Every person according to their measure. Well, hope holding on the last page already. in the world of atzilus, You can't say this marshal. Mamish. Shakeli Yagbil Mamash as or that the Kali should be Magbul the Ur. Shre Hakul Sham Bhinas and Lukus. Because everything is godly there. Khiu Vigar Miu and and the Kali. Shahana Oiraz Vakalim. Ukamaimaranal, the Iu Vikhiu Vigar Muachad, he and his emanations and he and his vessels are one. Ella Inyan, Sham Kach. The idea of limitation over there is as follows. Who the oisai koyacha magbilo oir, that power that limits the light, ain't bibchinas gvul mamish is not any essential, it's not essentially, it's like a self-imposed limitation. So it's not any, he's limiting himself as opposed to something that someone who's really, because if it would be literally gavul, it can't be godly. Because Hashem is limitless, as it is known. The power of keli is also godly. 
It's limiting the light. But then it's a wonder. How do you have a metzias of a koach lahagbil to limit ma'orin soif from the infinite one true built igval gvul be'etzem? He is limitless, and the answer avale inyanu b'shum de be'emes since ma'achas nikra orin soif since the light is called ein soif harayu kol yochel so he has to be omnipotent shebichol toy komashe yochel lios it's within his capability everything that's possible v'gam metzias koyach agvul mimeno he also has to be able to have the metzias of a koyach agvul yimtza v'im loy hoya be'afsholim matzay if this would not be able if he would not be able to radiate limited light ein kol yochel then he's then he's not an Omnipotent being that can do anything. Since he's able to take out the opposite of him, so then this existence that he that he has a power to do something that's opposite himself. What's himself? He is believable, he is limitless, and he can emanate limitation. So that limitation is not real limitation because that too is an expression of his limitlessness. Right? So that's why it's not separated from him. From his essence. It's still the Oren Saif. He is the, um, he's the, he's capable of everything. To emanate also the Gvul. And all comes from him. So therefore, this Koach of Atzilus, to limit the light, that too is godly as well. And therefore he says about it, that he is one with them because the vessel is him. It's part of his Kral Yochel. Like we said earlier. That's why we also find from Hashem in, in his in his in his in his in his Kalim, you find that the Kalim get together to do opposite things. How can the two things work together? Because the chesed is not chesed. Gevura is not gevura. Chesed is the abishter being chesed. Gevura is the abishter being gevura. It's God being chesed and God being gevura. And therefore they're, they're both him. He's, he, he's, 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 he's omnipotent. And therefore he includes everything together. They're not even, they don't even contradict each other. Above to him. It's only when they start seeing themselves already as themselves that they become conflicting powers. This is where everything is unified with Hashem. But in the world of Bria, that's where Pirud begins. Over there already you have creations that are something from nothing. Something new comes into existence. A new entity. In other words, the Abishter has ended, so to speak, and a new existence begins. Something that is really a limited, finite being. Like the angels of Bria, the Yetzirah. They're, they're limited. They're spiritual beings, but they have limitations. They have, a, they have an end, they have a measure. In their bodies, because they have a body too. It's like the size of their body is a distance of 500 years, whatever that means, and the like. But even their spirit, not only their, their body, and even their nefesh, their, their spirit, even though it's spiritual, like the Ramban says, that every malach has a, both a body and a soul. 
the, 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 the Chomer is from the spiritual element of fire. His Mesharsev is flaming fire. Vatsura and the Tsura Mepchenas Ruach is from the wind. Kamashakasev Oysa Malach of Ruchais, that he makes his Malachim into spirit. Gamla Tsura Shaloi, but even his spirit, Yesh Gavul Mamish, has literally a Gavul. A Malach is not limitless, Kidu as it is known. The Yeshle Neran Gamken, and he also has Nefesh, Ruach Neshama, and they're all limited. It is known in the writings of Kabbalistic writing. That even in the ten attributes of Oilam Abriya, there is still a little bit godliness there. It's not completely a creation. Since there's five levels in the ten spheres, the Bria, in the ten spheres of Bria, the Hain. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai, Yechida of, of the spheres. There is the Keli, and then there is the Nefesh of the Keli, the Ruach of the Keli, and so forth. Shabbachol Oilam of every world. Ubchinas Neshama, Chai, Yechida, and the Neshama, Chai, Yechida, Adaya Nechsham, Ubchinas Elokus. That is still considered to be Elokus. Avobchinas Nefesh, Ruach, but the Nefesh, Ruach, Hemebchinas Nivra, Mamish, their Mamish creations. Federach, Klaal, Nikra, Ubchinas Akelim, the Yud Sphere is to be the Kalim, but in general, the Kalim of the ten spheres of Briya Tzir Asira, they're called creations. Because they were referring to the Nefesh and the Ruach, that's Mamish a Kali, and it's Mamish a creation, and it's not divine, it's already an entity. But the lights that are in them, they're still considered part of the divine. Even in Atzilus, there is Oilus and Kalim. But the Kalim of Atzilus, they are completely unified. Completely one with him, as we said earlier. Because he and his vessels are one. They're called my vessels. And here's another interesting thing. Also, the extension of these vessels from Atzilus, as they go down into Bria, before they become the, nef- before they become the Nefesh and Ruach, when they're still Neshama Chai Yechida, they're still considered Hashem's vessels. Man and Dali, his vessels. They're still considered Hashem's vessels. The nefesh and the ruach of Bria. That's considered rakman and diloch. They're considered your vessels. They are the kalim of the ten spheres of Bria. They are the metzias of gvul. Literally, canal. And he's, he's going to say in a minute, I think. That's why they're particularly called, Hashem says to David, they're considered your garments. Why? Because David is the Shechina. David is Malchus of Atzilus. Malchus of Atzilus goes down into Bria Yatsira. See, God, the Oren Soif, uses the vessels of Atzilus to channel. Because he has higher vessels, the vessels that are one with him. But David HaMelech, who is the Shechina, who is the part of God that rules over the, the separate creation, he is the one, these are his vessels. These are his, he, he's channeling through real, through real limited beings. He's sending malachim for, for jobs. He's not sending spheroes. I'm saying he, his, his instruments 
are real creations. So the Ebrister says, but I'm going to use your vessels. Which means I'm coming to dwell. The Orin Saif is going to dwell in these vessels. And is the meaning of a Yikach Ma'avne HaMokoyim. Yaakov Avinu is taking from the stones of the Mokoyim, Bederech Achar, a little different than we said earlier. Earlier we said the stones of the place that Yaakov took are the stones of Atzilus. They're still godly. But now he's saying, means lower. Shen Yud Beis Bakar, he's actually taking the actual creations of Bria, which are the 12 cattle. In the Merkava, there's four beasts. Four beasts are also sometimes referred to as 12 cattle. Like Shlomo Melech made by the Yamshel Shlomo in the Beis Amigdash, he had 12 cattle around this, this pool of water. Shen Nikri Yud Beis Avanim, they're called 12 stones. Shem Ladalit Sitre Alma, they're to the four directions. Whatever. And the Shekhinah is above them. Is above these 12 cattle. That's called Malchus, is called the sea, Kiddu as it is known. He is called Evan. The Shekhinah is called Evan Va'afar compared to Atzilas. But And his agents down below are for sure called Evan, Avonim, the 12 stones. That's the earth that's in the Karka and the land of the Mishkan. Like we explained earlier. That's the Evan of Atzilus. This will also be explained in That's the Nefesh and Ruach of Bria. They're part of the Merkava. Pnei Aryeh, the face of the lion. Pnei Nesha, the face of the eagle. Shabbat Bria, that is in the world of Bria. Hanoises as a kisiyakavad, they carry the kisiyakavad, the kiddu as it is known. Shehein nivrayin mamish, they're mamish creations. V'day lamevin. V'zehu shef tichelein, this is what Hashem is promising him. Chayecha, I swear to you. Afilu b'man and delilo yishtamish, I'm not going to use my vessels of atzilus. Shehem b'chinas evin, these are my stones. Which is only the doimim of Atzilus. I'm going to use your vessels. It's also the doimim. I'm going to use the lower stones, your stones. Even though it's not the style of the king to unify himself and to dwell in something that is pirud, something that's not unified with him completely, something that's mamish a creation. Since you've entertained me so much when you got the Karhanam to sing those Nagunim, the Ebishta said, Whoa, those Nagunim blew me away. The Nagunim, the Chassidish Nagunim, the ones without the words. The Nigan, that blew me away, the Ebishta says. You've gotten me in my guts, you've gotten into me in my, and pulled me down. There won't be any concealment. Even the darkness, even something that is not bottled to me and is dark, that too won't, won't block me. Because by him, light and darkness are equal. Also in your vessels, they're not really separated. They think they're separated, but they're not really separated. Because ultimately nothing is separated. Like after Mashiach comes, we are going to be in the same level, our limbs and body of our body, will be the same level like the Monon Mavatzilis of the Adarabah. Not only that, not only will he also use those vessels, he'll dafke use those vessels. As we know that after Mashiach comes, the Gilui that's going to be in Oilam Azar Gashmi is even going to be greater than the Gilui in Atzilis. 
He's going to leave his vessels. He's going to use his vessels. As we said earlier, anything that's higher, can lower itself even more. We said earlier. The main revealed light has to be in the lowest level. He will not use, I will not use the, the, the vessels of Atsilus. The revelation of the Oirin Saif is not seen so much in them because big deal to use them, they're meant for it. But if he uses regular physical and, and real creations, ah, only he can do that. And that expresses his omnipotence and his lack of limitation. This also we find something evolving. He concludes with this idea. We find, where do we talk, we find that in the bit that Hashem, whenever he descended, he descended not through the vessels of Atsilis, but he descended through the vessels of Bia. Very simple. Every time God came down to take a carbon, it says in the first place, Hashem would come down to take the carbon. He came down in the image of a lion. Now the lion is the Merkava. So why is the Abishta coming down in the image of a lion of the Merkava? And the answer is that is the that is the that is the actual materialization of what he's saying over here that he's going to use your vessels. I'm going to use the Merkava of Bri Yatsir and Asi. I'm going to use the lion. I'm going to use I'm going to use an angel to descend through. I'm resting in your vessels. Not only not in not only in the Kalam of Atsilas, but I'm actually descending. As he says, there was such gilui there. But when the carbon was eaten on the mezbeach, but the oirin seif is there. Why is the malach? The answer is not the malach. It's God Himself riding on the malach, on the malach's back, coming through the malach, which is so unordinary for the avishta to ride in. Usually, he's using his Mercedes, but he's not going to use that. He's going to use. Um, a lion that's eating carbonos. coming from the right side, from the side of the lion. stated in other When you offered birds, this I never saw in a mimer. When you offered birds, the, 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 the eagle came down. Came down from the Pnei Nesher to, to pick it up. And when there was sheep and Kvasim, came down to the face of the ox. What I don't understand there is he says, generally it was lion. Then if it was birds, it was the bird, it was the Nesher. If it was, what's it called again, a behemoth and Kvasim was a Pnei Shor. So understand, but which other animals are there besides the Kvasim? That, that he says it was the lion. Which lion? I'm not sure exactly. Because you don't bring any chayas. You know, you never, even, even though they're kosher chayas, there's a deer, for instance, which is called a chaya, but yet you can't, there's no carbon of a deer or a buffalo. So I'm not exactly sure what he means that they also had the pneyari. Anyways, and the answer is, Hashem said, I'm going to use your vessels. What's, what's so special that he told him I'm going to use your vessels? The idea is two things. First of all, that Hashem is becoming more tangible, more experienceable to us because He's using creation elements to express Himself. 
as opposed to the ethereal, abstract vessels of Atzilas, number one. And number two, that's an indication that it's higher. The fact that he's using something lower, we said earlier, that the base Amidish was made out of stones because it's higher than the Mishkan that's made out of wood. They're below the Kisya Kovet, This is the Mimer. It's Alter Rebbe's Mimer. How did he know this? He figured it out. Alter Rebbe. Then, but you think we're done? For tonight, for today, yeah. The Tzemach Tzedek has commentary on this Mimer. A whole, on, on every three lines, he's got like a whole page of I and I and I, and it gives you a thousand places to look. When you learn this mime with the Tzemach Tzedek's commentary, he's got a psalmish. Endless. No, we're not. No, we're done with that for now. Next week is Parker.